the Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato's should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donatos.com for more information. What is up, everybody? Today, I'm very excited to announce my guest. He's a former quarterback from Mount San Antonio College, a former quarterback in the Serbian American Football League, and a quarterback for the Aviators in the Spring League this past season, George Bowen. How are we doing today, brother? We're doing well. Thanks for not laughing when you said Serbia. Hey, bro. (laughs) No worries, my man. Hey, everyone has a crazy football journey, my man, and we're going to dive into yours a little bit today. But first and foremost, you got to tell us a little bit about your hometown and what makes it so special. Man, I am from Versailles, Kentucky. We're the only place that says Versailles. Everybody else says Versailles. Um, I guess I guess I have to bring up the horses. So I'm right in the middle of horse country. It's horse farms everywhere. And uh, I, between that and the bourbon, that's what makes it special to most of the people, most of the citizens. So that's what's up. That's what's up. You can never go wrong with some horses and bourbon. Or maybe you can. Who knows? <laughs> Evidently maybe. not. Well, I, there are plenty of stories of that going wrong. But it's it, apparently it's a good time. So it sounds like a good time for sure. So, you know, you got to tell us a little bit about your recruiting process out of high school and how you ended up at Mount San Antonio College. So my recruiting process was kind of me recruiting myself. I started one year at quarterback in high school. Uh, we ran the option. So I threw 90 passes my senior year. So I end up I end up going to the University of Pikeville, which is an NAIA school in Kentucky. And then kind of hit a growth spurt you know I'm I'm 6'2 now probably I was 5'10 5'11 around that time and uh just got better kind of worked on my throwing and ended up going finding a junior college that um would take me they ended up I remember one night I just sent probably 20 mass emails out all of them copy and pasted and ironically three of the best junior colleges in California were one of five schools that actually emailed me back and Mount Sac was the one I went with so loved uh I'm couldn't be more proud to have played for them. That's a, a, I mean, you know, everybody talks about last chance you. Well, in the first season, you know, the record that East Mississippi's trying to get is Mount Sachs record. And then, you know, the last season where they go out to Northern California, you know, that team, they're, they're trying to become Mount Sachs. So it's a, a lot of pride saying that I played there. So. Yeah, for sure. I've had a few last chance you guys on the show, so they've definitely talked about that. So it's always, it's always well, entertaining. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what kind of professional football interest did you have after your college career was over and kind of tell us how you ended up playing in Serbia? So I had a unique college experience. Um, some self-sabotage, some things I couldn't control. Um, really at the end of it, I never really got to play. I, you know, played really one season. So I knew I wanted to play professionally. I knew I kept getting better and I knew I had no film. So it was kind of, um, kind of Europe or arena league were going to be my only ways to make it to the CFL or the NFL or at the time, the AAF, which obviously is gone now. Um, so yeah, I just uh, got a, went out through on a grass field and got a guy who I had just met probably two weeks before to run routes for me and got a guy who I had just met probably a month before to film it, put that together and send it out to pretty much every European team. And um, I guess in March of 2018, the Belgrade Blue Dragons of the Serbian League needed a quarterback and they brought me in. So the whole idea was just to get film to honestly get into the spring league so I could have a chance to 
show that I could play for, you know, an extended amount of time. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and that, that obviously came true. So, you know, you spent a couple seasons up there in Serbia um, and then you ended up getting to play in the spring league for the aviators this past season. Kind of what, mm-hmm. what was that like spring league experience? Like kind of how did that come about? Um, and then kind of tell us about your experience there. So um, you just cut out real quick. So will you, will you repeat the question? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. No worries. So, you know, you, you, you spend a couple seasons up there in Serbia and then you got that opportunity in the spring league. Um, kind of tell us a little bit about your experience in the spring league and uh, how that opportunity came about. So the opportunity, it was kind of twofold. I um, had thrown for a guy who knew people in the spring league and it was kind of like a last you know, I'm 25, so I've had a I've had a long road to get an opportunity to play and really get to an opportunity where I thought I was good enough to play. And so it was kind of like, hey, if you think I suck, tell me and I'll I'll stop. Like I really will. And um I he did. So he uh actually called and kind of suggested I get into the spring league. And then luckily, um, I guess COVID, you know, obviously affected a lot of people. For me, it was a positive thing because a lot of quarterbacks didn't want to go to the spring league because of COVID. So I got to kind of slide in at the last spot. And then the experience was incredible. I got paired. I was lucky. I got paired with McLeod Bethel Thompson, who um, is an absolute stud. You would you should definitely get him on the show. Like just talking to him, you know, I should probably pay him for getting to listen to him talk. But, you know, he's an established dude. He's 32. He led the CFL in touchdowns last year, I believe. Played six years in the NFL. So he's got a lot of knowledge. And so my experience was just kind of asking him stuff and watching him, you know, be a pro. And then I was with Coach Terry Shea, who's a quarterback guy and has been an NFL coordinator. I think he's been – I think he was a head coach in another developmental league a few years ago. And, um, you know, he's got a ton of knowledge too. So my experience was just getting out of the way and letting them talk football. And then I'll ask questions kind of later when I can and – you know, really just try to stand next to Mac and or McLeod and look like I belong, really. So it was a awesome experience, awesome learning experience for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, you know, eventually, you know, obviously the league kind of took a couple week break due to like a COVID outbreak and stuff like that. Um, so you got to eventually start in the spring league championship game. Kind of what was that experience like? That was beneficial I played horrible and I I couldn't be more embarrassed in how I actually played um the experience was great because it was I went out there and I wasn't myself and you know quarterback you you really I think 80 percent of quarterback is being authentic to who you are and I was so worried about trying to be calm and trying to be really trying to be Mac and then you know I'm not I'm, I'm me if he tried to play like me he'd probably suck I tried to play like him and I sucked so you know it was a it was a great experience saying that I played in, you know, the stadium where the pro bowl is played on national television. I was mic'd up, which was cool. Um, but the real experience was learning that I have to be myself if I'm going to have any success playing football. And um, that is something that it sucks. I literally do think about it every day. Cause that kind of was my chance. And, um, but I go back and watch the film and I'm like, dang, like I, I saw the game. You know, I was just a hair off. I saw it. And, you know, I think I get another chance. I'll probably probably win the damn thing. So be, you know, hoping for another one soon. Yeah, for sure, man. Keep grinding, bro. Like this journey is never over. Never over, baby. So who is the best player you've ever played with and against in your entire football career, whether it's, 
you know, wherever, go Gritters, it doesn't matter, man. Tell us who the best you played with and against is. With? I'm going to go played with – I'm going to say McLeod, Bethel Thompson. I mean, you know, getting to watch him and, you know, I knew the plays, so I knew what his thought process was. And then to watch him make throws, you know, it's like, damn, I, I didn't even – no way I can make the throw. I'm looking over here. Um, he was incredible. And then with – our tight end, his name's Nick Truesdale. And he is a freak. I don't know how he's not in the NFL. I'm obviously not a GM, but it makes no sense to me. He's, I don't know if you've had him on or know who he is, but I think he played at Cincinnati. And I mean, he's just so reliable. It's, his routes are amazing. Linebackers can't guard him. Um, you know, he's a good blocker. He's smart. I mean, he's just incredible. And then playing against, in high school, I played against, um, Logan Woodside, who's the backup for the Titans. And we actually got in a huge shootout with them. Like we put up, I think, 58 points and lost. So, I mean, he completely was just dominated the game. And then in the Spring League Championship, we, before we got on, we talked about him. I don't know his name, but whoever that damn corner was for the Generals. I mean, he, he picked me off twice. So, yeah, that's Channing Stribling. He's, he's, he's pretty good. I think he played at like Michigan or whatever. But yeah, he man. Did. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty good. But he's yeah. listening. He just got a contract with Hamilton. You know, he owes me, like, you know, at least dinner, maybe ten grand. We'll find a place in between. So somewhere, somewhere in a happy somewhere week. in between, for sure, for sure. So um, a lot of people are kind of unsure about how the spring league operations side of it kind of works. So kind of take us into like what a game day in the spring league typically looks like, like what time you getting up kind of what are like your morning procedures, maybe a week in practice, kind of what that's like. And then obviously what's like a game day like. So I have two of those for you because we had a crazy schedule for one of them. So the typical, the planned day, you know, you practice, you get a two full pad of practices, essentially, this is a game week. And then you take the shorts off uh, or the pants off and you just go in shells, um, kind of practice. We would alternate practice times. So really one, two hour practice a day. And then you would meet and have a Zoom meeting at night just to kind of go over some things. And uh, quarterbacks would meet extra, of course. So we'd meet with Coach Shea and go over the script. Um, a game day, a, a planned game day was um, – kind of get up we'd meet and then that was really it you were kind of on your own until um until the game started we got there about probably two three hours before um now we had one day we had a walkthrough their game was supposed to be on a game was supposed to be on thursday we played it was a wednesday and we find out about two hours before the bus leaves that we're playing on wednesday instead on national television so that was a crazy day. So we just kind of scattered around for that. But um, I hope I answered your question a little bit there. It was no, no day was the same. So that's kind of that was the schedule is just kind of expecting the unexpected was really kind of it just with, you know, everything going on. Yeah. And Matt Mangle kind of talked about that a little bit with us, too, how like <laughs> one day they're just, you know, preparing for a game that's the following week. And then the next day they're 
they're gearing up to play on national television. So it's just crazy. Yeah. And then players are bouncing team to team, especially after you guys restarted for that championship game. I know a couple players kind of shifted and whatnot. It's just a big, crazy, <laughs> a little crazy scene there sometimes. But, hey, it's all good, man. Just about no, it was. Exposure. That all sounded negative. But, I mean, it was such a first-class deal. It's like the things that did happen negatively, like nobody in the world could control. I mean, there's a global yeah. pandemic going on. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Brian Woods got a, you know, selfishly, you know, I'm from small town, Kentucky. I just told you I started one year in high school when I was playing in Serbia. And, you know, thanks to Brian Woods, I, you know, threw a pass on national television in the Alamo Dome, you know, with Jordan Palmer, you know, used to play for the Bengals who, you know, I have his autograph somewhere because we used to go to training camp all the time, you know, I mean, it was such a cool thing. But yeah, yeah it's between COVID and the fact that there are four teams, you know, running around, it was it was chaotic at times for sure. Yeah, for sure. But Hey, you got, you got that exposure and Hey, you never know, man, you might get to run it back next year. So keep your head up for sure. But we got to know what is next for you, my man, as far as football, as far as life, what's going on? Tell us what's next. So hopefully whenever the spring league rolls back around, I, um, you know, I don't have much experience. So I got better every, really every day. So I, I think, and I've talked uh, to a few people, I think I'm going to get another chance to go back at it and, um, you know, grow on what, you know, build on what I've um, learned. So that's kind of what I'm preparing for now, as far as with that football, the, obviously the goal is to be able to, you know, make an honest living playing the game because, you know, it's just such a beautiful, fun game. I mean, you know, it's nothing like it. Um, As far as off the field, I am actually in the process of, in a way kind of planning a church, which is crazy to say out loud. Um, I'm, I'm involved in a gym and it's just kind of about to turn into like a church gym. So that's have a meeting with that actually on Wednesday. So, or tomorrow. So that's what's up. We'll see. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. So one last question for you, George, any advice to the young athletes out there chasing their professional football dreams? A lot. Um, one thing that, you know, I'm still working on myself is, you know, bet on yourself, but be authentic to yourself at the same time. Um, I would also say, you know, if, if it is a truly a burning desire to. Yeah, that's a good question. If it really is a burning desire to do it, it's kind of been a gift given to you and to do anything less than your best. You're like sacrificing the gift. I think that is a quote. I don't know who said it. But I mean, that kind of, you know, if it's put on your heart to do it, you owe it to yourself and, you know, really yourself to give everything you have. Because if not, then, you know, you don't even deserve to have it. So um, I hope that answered your question there, too. I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. <laughs> yeah, for sure, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, George Bowen, he played in the Spring League this past year. We're going to be tuned into his journey for sure as his football journey continues. Thank you once again for hopping on the show today, my man. Awesome. Thank you.